Hey, this episode is brought to you by TipsyElves.com. New sponsor. New sponsor. I love these guys. They they pride themselves on selling ugly Christmas sweaters. Yes, the ugliest ones you could possibly find, <laughs> and they are hilarious. Um, I got one, um, Gingerbread Ninjas. <laughs> So it's all gingerbread men and ninja uh, poses. It's really cool. I got one that has Jesus on it, and it says birthday boy. And um, <laughs> that is actually their deal of the day. It's normally a $65 sweater, but now it's uh, $49.95. Yeah, but why would we let CFN fans pay full price? That no, would make no sense. doesn't make any sense. Go to tipsyelves.com and use our coupon code, which is... CFN. CFN coupon code. And how much does that get you off, Chris? It's going to get 20% off. What? Are you out of your mind? I know. Are you a tipsy elf? Are you... (laughs) Do you like ugly Christmas sweaters? (laughs) 20% off. And here's the thing. But you're like, but yeah, but you know what? I don't like ugly Christmas sweaters. Well, guess what? But I'm a sports fan. Ooh. They have collegiate apparel. Uh, They have uh, sports logos, all sorts of great sweaters. All your favorite big college teams. Like, I went to University of Arizona in Tucson, Bear Down. Uh, So you can get an Arizona sweater. Wear that. Um, They also have Hanukkah stuff. They have patriotic stuff. Um, And uh, here's a cool thing. The the movie The Night Before, the Seth Rogen hashtag JGL film. Yes. uh, Anthony Mackie movie that just came out. They are selling the sweaters those guys are wearing in the movie. Oh, that's great. In the movie. So the first license of an ugly sweater. (laughs) From a film. (laughs) From a film. So get your ugly uh, movie-themed sweaters. Go to tipsyelves.com, use coupon code CFN, and save 20%. All right, punch it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comedy Film Nerds, episode 298. Getting very close to that 300th episode. Where are we going to record episode Well, it's not going to be in this country. No. Are you kidding me? Not with Trump running around. Not with Trump walking around (laughs) saying, I don't care about the rules, or or this debate was too hard. They asked questions that were too hard. That's what I want. My president's nice and dumb. I remember the eight Bush years. They were great. I, I love how angry he gets, like, uh, stop calling me out on all the crazy, insulting things that I say. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, I thought I could just say ridiculous bullshit. Yeah, and no one's going to talk to me about no, it. No one Just would. like me running a company into a ground. <laughs> Grounds. Plural. He is... He is <laughs> Have you ever seen the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City? Yeah. It is one of the most ugly buildings you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's like, it looks like it's made of plastic. Like his hair. Right. Like everything, he wants everything to be like his hair. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we're going to be doing episode 300 in beautiful Melbourne, Australia. I cannot wait. Actually, we got a few more details. Now, unfortunately, there are no tickets left. Yeah, it is completely um, sold out. So, um, But it's going to be, what did Steele said? It's going to be a scene where everyone's going to be dressed up? Oh, yeah. I mean, he said, you know, uh, he was like, Graham, we're going to try to get there. Because about a half hour outside of Melbourne, it's at the Village Cinemas, and then right next is Seamus O'Toole Irish Pub. 
Uh, this is at 425 Burnwood Highway in Wat- Wantama, South Victoria. <laughs> they got weird names over there. Yeah, like uh, Seamus McTool. Yeah, wow, that's... <laughs> That's Irish. It's um, <laughs> my heritage, Chris. Um, it's, it's like if you, like you have to say Irish pub after Seamus McTool. Oh, it's an Irish pub. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought it was like a Danish uh, place or maybe a French crepe place. Seamus O'Toole's. What else? Brasserie. Seamus O'Toole's soup factory. Like, yeah, Antonio Spaghettini. What, what kind of restaurant is that? Okay, is that a shoe store? What do they do over there? Um, so yeah, we're going to Seamus O'Toole's and it is an Irish pub. We have this on good in, good authority. Um, but yeah, so that, the, the, this, and that'll start about 3 a.m. Um, cause. Not a joke. Not a joke. Steel, cause the midnight screening, Steel's like, they never start on time. Cause he's, he's familiar with the Star Wars fan club there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dean Haglin and CJ Johnson are coming down. They are flying in to do this. Yeah. Not as far as no, us. We're fly- yeah, yeah. Fly- they have an hour flight from Sydney. Let's not. Th- that's not that big of a deal. Fly across a goddamn ocean to watch yeah. a movie, and then yeah. you, can, you can have a conversation. <laughs> Boy, that's the life. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys want to? You guys want to go see uh, Mockingjay in London later? <laughs> I'm rich. I'm so rich. It's playing right around the corner. I don't you know, care. We're going to Prague to see Trumbo, and that's how I'm going to see the movie. <laughs> it's what I, I love their treats at the concession stand in Prague, and that's what I want. They have dumplings at the theater in Hong Kong, and that is where I will be going to see uh, Creed 2. What? Yes. It's the only way I'll be comfortable. <laughs> I'm rich. <laughs> Is that how Oprah sees movies? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> movies go to Oprah's house. They reenact. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> All the, the actors just come yeah. in and <laughs> it's just a big play. The battle scene in Saving Private Ryan in my backyard. Can you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We no, we can. Absolutely. Sure. Is Thursday good? <laughs> <laughs> Thursday at two. So, yes, we arrive at... Uh, 9.30 in the morning on Wednesday, December 16th into the Melbourne airport. We are immediately going to do a TV interview. There's a TV station in Australia that wants to interview the two lunatic Americans who are flying to Australia to watch Star Wars. Because we'll be at our best after a 13-hour flight. 15-hour uh, flight. 15-hour <laughs> yes, flight. correct. Yeah. <laughs> Those extra two hours. Are yes. Gonna We're going to look great. I'll be done at 13 We're hours. Gonna be, yeah. <laughs> that's when you punch out. Yeah. Nope. You guys would have landed at 13. Yeah. I've done my last Sudoku. I'm <laughs> Put this thing down in Auckland or I'm getting the fuck out. I'm pulling the hatch. <laughs> so, yeah, and then uh, we're going, because he's like, he's like, oh, Graham, uh, it's crazy. People are going to be dressed up. He goes, there was R2-D2s and stuff, you know, when they did uh, one of the prequels down there. He goes, so this is going to be insane. <laughs> the, the doormen apparently at the Irish pub are going to be wearing Imperial... Stormtrooper oh. outfits, oh, wow. like the security guys there. Mm. Oh, that's great. So, and fully loaded uh, blasters. Blasters, yeah. <laughs> oh, good. You know what? Don't go big or go home, you guys. Yeah. Don't half ass it. If you're going to be a stormtrooper, I want to see some stormtrooping. Storm yeah. Then she, <laughs> some stormtrooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get your stormtrooping. So, yeah, well, that's what we're doing in Australia. It's happening. Um, and then we're going to probably do some. Uh, a hotel episode on the 17th. You fly back on the 18th. I'm mm-hmm. flying back on the 19th. So CJ is going to be around. You guys planning for the fight? 
The, yeah. There's no way we're going to get along this whole time. We got to fly back on different dates. You, you just know it's not going to go well the whole time. I'm not we're going to need our space. <laughs> I'm going to need. Or some... is it in case of a plane goes down, someone can still do the podcast? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like really, yeah. It's just, yeah. People won't fly it's with like their kids. Contingency plan. You think the two Google guys travel together? Yeah, no, it makes sense. You know it makes sense. If we both die. No, this doesn't okay. happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> No, right. there's no way it's Neil like the guys with the, It's like the guys with the Coke recipe never travel yeah. in the same. Oh, exactly. yeah, that's good. That's yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> this is good, good information. I'm glad you guys are thinking about it. Somebody's going to make earbuds. <laughs> you guys, there's some more editing to do on earbuds. Who's gonna, who's gonna we can't it? fly together. Yeah. We shouldn't fly there together, but it's all we had. It's all we had. <laughs> that guy in Iowa didn't think about it. Didn't split up, didn't split up the tickets. <laughs> Um, so this means I'm going to need someone to take me out to Bell's Beach to go surfing on the morning of the 18th. So oh, there you someone's go. Someone's got to figure that out. Yeah. All right, get that. So you've got, a, you've got a couple weeks. Hello, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone just won a date with Graham Elwood. Someone with a car. Someone <laughs> who knows where the beach is yes. has a date with Graham Elwood. And maybe knows a buddy with an extra surfboard. <laughs> Do you hear that? Cool chicks of Australia. <laughs> Do you have a wetsuit that fits my size? <laughs> so I don't have to rent one? Um... <laughs> you, a surfer with lots of extra gear. Me, the guy coming in to watch a movie. Let's do this. <laughs> Me, who lives a weird life. Me, a podcaster. A podcaster. <laughs> that a, wants to surf a couple of like hours. A middle class celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta write that down. Podcasters are middle class celebrities. <laughs> That's being generous. <laughs> Uh, it's funny like I fly so much always in coach but I get upgraded Mm -hmm. in fact I'm getting upgraded on the way to the to Australia, Chris will be in coach. just to sit away from Chris. Oh, you guys, I get, you, you know what? It's smart, you guys, because you're yeah. not going to get along the whole time. What did I get? Economy about. plus. You got economy yeah, I got a plus. Yeah, so I can oh. actually move my feet. Nice. So it's good. Okay, there good. Go. On the way back, you got to fend for yourself. Back <laughs> yeah, there. some sort of Lord of the Rings esque. I would oh, like that. Oh yeah. As, as soon as Graham <laughs> leaves my side, I get treated like everyone else. You're no longer friend Graham. It's like prison. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like the Aryan brother. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, wow. All All right. it takes is 100,000 miles. Yes. Fly 100,000 miles a year and a pack of smokes. And, oh, and you can good. do whatever you want on an airplane. All right. I, I can kill people in business class. Did you know that? <laughs> All right. Well, that's, I, I didn't know that. That's So that was that a platinum membership? Yeah. What is that? A, uh... I'm a, what's called a 1K. <laughs> All right. All right. For kill. License one to kill. kill. <laughs> 1K. I do have a license to if kill. people had a license to kill on airplanes, not a lot of people would make it. No, no. There'd be a lot of empty seats. There'd be a lot of empty seats. They'd be full on the way up. Yeah. It'd be uh, pretty empty on the way down. If you only could get in a middle seat, you're going to die. Yeah, that, yeah, for sure. The minute you sat down, you're going to get a knife yeah. in both ribs. There's no... <laughs> There's no place for more annoying. So coordinated. No attack. kids would make it. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry. No kids would make it. So I'm like, sorry. fake fly. service animal vests. <laughs> oh yeah. You better. We, we see you <laughs> yeah. made that yourself at yeah. Joanne's yeah. fabrics. That's not a service animal. It's not yeah. a serve. Maybe he should start stop barking if yeah. he's a, a, such a great oh, service really? animal. Yeah. How many hours of uh, service animal uh, training did your Chihuahua take? Did he go through? <laughs> Well, I mean, he, the class wasn't available. He didn't have to go through oh. training. For, I just, I have anxiety and I need to pet him all the time. Oh, really? Just, just, I need my- Just like every pet. That's why they're called pets, because they're all emotional 
service animals. They oh. all that's all they've ever been, so by does, the way. Okay. <laughs> every now and then a dog helps someone hunt, but every every pet is an emotional service animal. Also then Jackie BT Cation them. should be able to bring her iguana on a plane. Oh yeah, no, probably. Yeah. Sure. Because Mr. Frumbles can't be away from my side. Because <laughs> it just calms her by the way, and ja- nobody else. Jackie Cation's iguana's name is Tiberius. Tiberius. Oh. Well then wow. he should be able to, he should be able to fly. You have been put to put straight on that. <laughs> so, it's Tiberius, by the way. It's Tiberius. Wow, um, nerd. So <laughs> I think we should. Excuse me, our you guys. Guest. I gotta push. I gotta push Chris down real quick. Nerd. <laughs> Doesn't hurt. Ooh, it's Tiberius. <laughs> Juice to it, bounce right back up. Sorry, um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. One of the uh, original writers for comedy film nerds, <gasps> and we love having her on here. Uh, always a joy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, meditation teacher, sitcom Ooh. writer, oh, producer, <laughs> comedian, uh, one woman show. Oh, one woman uh, star, star of a one woman show. Well, who, ladies and gentlemen, Laura House. <laughs> Co-starring I, a one-woman show. I wrote. I was. I was good supporting in my one-woman show. You couldn't get the lead. Um, no, I couldn't yeah. get the lead. They wanted a Lara House type, and I <laughs> tried and tried, and they were like, "You're not. You've kind of aged out." What? <laughs> um, hello, you guys. Welcome. Hello. Oh, I'm being welcome. Hi. Hi good Laura. to be here. It's good. To, Try that. Good to be back. <laughs> Happy holidays. Um, Nice that you're going to Australia to see the Star Wars movie. Yes. Guess where I'm going? Where? Hoth. Nice. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Hoth to watch the movie. Boom. They have a great idea. Yeah, no, it's a bit, no, it's, it's better. Uh, they it's project better. It on yeah. the ice. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd. Yeah, yeah, no, we're watching. It's true. I'm going to push myself yeah. down. Nerd. Oh, now, it's a midnight screening, so that means you will sleep, you will kill and sleep inside a tauntaun, right? right. Oh, no, but that's how everybody's doing oh, right. It's yeah. a whole thing. It's like, uh, like, like when you see seats. a movie at it's the cemetery. Yeah. No, yeah, there's like a DJ and we all have to gut. A tauntaun. A tauntaun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so was he running out of names when he was like tauntaun, at, at? Was he just like going? Was he uh, on his? Bang. Was he just falling asleep? Ping pong. <laughs> was he just passing out? What, what's the name of these things? Uh, Blue block. <laughs> ganip ganop. You can't call it everything a ganip ganop. Oh, oh, just one thing. Click clack. We tried. <laughs> we can't. I'm sorry. Chris wants to get on with the show. You guys. What? It usually is just me. It's true. <laughs> well, you're the dad. Yeah. yeah. He's the dad. When we someone's actually... a real dad, they're just kind of a dad at large. Yeah. <laughs> a dad at large? Yeah, just run. a dad. Yeah. yeah, just a dad you at the mall going, hey, slow down. Yeah, yeah, you bring it around with you. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it gets in your uh, We got to clean up that. We got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just, I'm not cleaning out your cup. Yeah, it's not a lot to ask. Yeah. <laughs> So just turn the light uh, off, yeah. and there won't be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Just turn your light off when you leave. Uh, we have a lot of movies to talk yeah, about. Yeah, man, so many movies. Greed, <laughs> Hunger Games, The Good Dinosaur, <laughs> Trumbo, Secret in Their Eyes, Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a ton, but I, you know, we should start at Creed. Okay, great band. Am I? Yes. <laughs> okay. Also, such a fun bit because no one thinks it was a great band. Right. Yes. <laughs> so it's already just so clearly a bit. It's <laughs> just to go Creed. Scott yeah. Stab is I'm putting myself to sleep. Um, okay. Da-na-na. How many albums do they have? No, no, no. There's only like two. I don't know. Like, yeah, there's more Rocky they're, movies they're than there are Creed. They're just known yeah, to be sure. terrible, terrible or the Nickelback. Uh, 
Well, the Nickelback filled the void. Like, well, we have to wait for Creed to break up before we can get famous. Talk about a guy with one great idea. Stallone. Yes. One idea. One. One. I was trained to like have lots of ideas. No. He is the Harper Lee of boxing <laughs> movies. Yes. Yeah. One great idea. J.D. Salinger. Write one book and then go packing. He, J.D. Salinger, wrote other books. Nah. <laughs> um, and technically Stallone was in other things, but really. Well, it's great that he's actually, not only is he... Um, <clears throat> You know, extended the Rocky franchise. He's literally created his own spinoff where yeah. he can be like a supporting character. And now it can just keep going. Now he's the Mickey, right? Um, all right, this movie. I gotta say, I liked it mm-hmm. a lot. Am I the only one who saw it? Okay. You're the only one who okay. saw it. So, but I know I'm gonna like it. Yeah. Yes. Although you CJ, can tell it's a great um, movie. CJ has a written review on the site, and he liked it too. It's directed by Ryan uh, Coogler, who uh, the Coog, the Coogs. <laughs> Who directed Fruitvale Station, which is an excellent movie. Excellent. Um, Dinklage. And uh, he... Oh, wait. No, that's a different one. That's a different, that's a different <laughs> station. That's a station agent? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. You just uh, oh, edit so that weird. out. So you know weird. what? This is all on the... Oh, yeah. Fruitvale. That was a different... That was a darker... Yeah. yeah. No, but I saw, also that saw that. Nobody would... That was not a fun... That was not a light romp. <laughs> no. Fruitvale not. Station. Sounds like a fun place, though. Fruitvale Station, it's like a <laughs> but it was not. A, no, no, it was no. not. All right, um, and that's a very good movie about a true story that starred Michael B. Jordan as well. Um, so uh, this, the thing that I hold on, I'm going to bring up all this information on the IMDb. Um, what they did, and this is, and I was wondering, like, would the trailer do this? They basically, um, they, they. They made a, a, a Rocky movie without making a Rocky movie. Hmm. Like, that, that's what my girlfriend said when we saw the movie. She's like, they did it. This is not, like, they did it because it wasn't Stallone. It was different, but yet had the training sequences, mm-hmm, the cool mm-hmm. fight scenes. and But the director, man, he did some really cool stuff camera-wise with regards to some of the fights. Um, how he introduced, I think he used, if I'm, if I'm looking at well, this. Well, did Stallone work on the screenplay? Like, how involved was he? I don't, I don't think he, uh, I don't think he did much of the screenplay. The screenplay was done, the, the Ryan Coogler also did part of the screenplay, and then uh, Aaron Covington, and, I mean, I'm sure Stallone. Well, it'll he be just like, based notes. on characters. Based based on characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, yeah. We don't understand your notes. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, <laughs> you got <laughs> um, Okay, got it. We'll, we'll enact two. <laughs> All right. Oh, perfect. Mm, per- great. Good arc. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That really, uh, that really puts a point on it. Thank you. So, um, yeah, so the director and this guy, Aaron Covington, wrote the script together. Um, based on Stallone's characters, which is, I think, is what it it sort of needed. It had one little kind of cheesy Rocky movie moment in it that I was like, all right. You had it. <laughs> but then the rest of it was, it was really interesting, interesting because um, uh, Michael B. Jordan is, is Apollo Creed's son, mm-hmm. but he was from an affair. So he, like, bounced around mm. in foster care. And then... Um, uh, Apollo Creed's wife uh, kind of takes her under. And so he's kind of has this like, and it's an interesting thing that he's struggling with of, I had it tough, but I also come from privilege. Um, you hmm. know, 
so it was really interesting and you know and they they if you are have watched all the rocky movies as i have they kept they did some interesting things so he goes to philly to find rocky and Rocky's at Adrian's, the restaurant that he manages from the last movie, Rocky Balboa, which I, I like that movie too. Mm-hmm. And this, this that was, was a good movie, Rocky yeah, Balboa. It was a good movie. And it was one of those movies too, like, there's no way this is going to be any good. And sure, no, mm-hmm. it was pretty this good. Is, this is they really, are good. They're good movies. Because they hit the core of that story core that we all right. have. They hit that longing for greatness and pat, and it's just, it's a, such a raw exposure of that. Coming from nothing, of that, that blue stri- collar yeah, background. overcoming yeah. external and internal obstacles, and yeah, it's real. They're very moving. It's great, and this one is new because he he's having to fight his dad's mm-hmm. legacy, and you know, um, so you know, and his dad died in Rocky Ford to the Russian, and and they do some really interesting spoiler alert oh, yeah <laughs> drago win yeah um, <laughs> oh sorry you guys whoops <laughs> i will break him he does yeah. um, <laughs> so the thing that was really cool did they do any flashbacks to like no. with that footage no they good didn't. that good. was great they made it its own movie mm-hmm. they made it a hmm. new film like it in case you've forgotten what happened to apollo creed here's the footage <laughs> right exactly yeah. for, for half yeah. a third of the movie yeah. they don't know because it's a movie that like if you've never watched a rocky film you could watch this and go mm-hmm. oh wow like it, it's that's the story mm-hmm. of and then I go find this old boxer that used to fight with my dad. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's, you wouldn't need that, but it has little cool gems in there of, of, uh, I thought you, there, I heard there was a third fight between you and my dad. You remember at the end of yes. Rocky three, uh-huh. <laughs> there's that, like you owe me and then they fight mm-hmm. and we never see who wins or right. loses. And, the, and so there's that little cool things. Mm. He talks about Mick and then, um, the, um, fish, uh, uh, Felicia Rashad plays his mom, but okay. basically stepmom. She was Apollo Creed's wife, but she wasn't his mom. Mm-hmm. So she kind of takes him in because he's getting into trouble. But there's some great. This movie's really more a little more quiet than a. I mean, like it has Rocky movies always have big like one on one speeches and talks, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you got to fight deep, or friends mm-hmm, don't know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It does that, but in sort of a way that kind of hasn't been done before. It's a lot more subtle and quiet and feels more personal but she's got great stuff about like i had to carry your dad up these stairs you want to fight why are you doing this like oh because it wrecks your body yeah so he was raised by the huxtables or yeah yeah, yeah. he has weird sweaters that's a really interesting take on it yeah (laughs) so he was raised with like theo we just didn't see Right, that. he was in the the. They always remember they always call up the stairs. You never see him, <laughs> yeah. Adonis. Um, but like, so that was interesting. And then and then, you know, like he's got to go back to mix gym, you know. And, mm-hmm. and and Rocky's like, I haven't been there in a long time. You see the pain of all of this stuff, mm. and then Rocky's personal struggles, and 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 the relationship, <clears throat> and every time they introduce something that could have potentially been a dumb plot point that was going to carry on way too long. It got handled and resolved quickly. Like they'd have oh, some cool. sort of thing and then would just be like, you know, I'm sorry I said that. All right, well, you're being a dick. Okay, cool. And it was just sort of like, Interesting. it was, it was, I really, every time I felt like, Oh, this is going to get dumb. Nope. It was, it stayed cool. And you know, 
it's a Rocky movie without being a Rocky movie. That's like the best way to describe it, I think. And it, oh, cool. it's worth seeing. And there's really good. Pro- I mean, the, the, this kid is Michael B. Jordan is a really good actor. <laughs> but and, Rocky's in it a lot, though. Yeah. Yes, and there's okay. great one on one scenes where he's like, you know, Sylvester Stallone's great. I'm done fighting. My wife's passed away. Everyone's gone. My son, you know, lives far away. Like, it's, I just, I'm done. You know, like, and I just want to run my little restaurant mm-hmm. and I'm done. And, and, you know, he's getting pulled back in and all this stuff. And with Rashad and then <clears throat> there's no like clear bad guy. There's like the guy that's now running Mickey's gym that would love to have Rocky back there because it would be good for promotion. Oh, interesting. You know, like there's, the, but he's not a weasel, can't trust him. He's just a guy running a business. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of mm-hmm. loyal to Rocky, but he needs to run his business. You know, like there's mm-hmm. the, all these kind of characters like that that are just really intriguing. It's a, it's an excellent film. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. You know? You think there's any uh, Oscar potential in it? There should be. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there's good performances. This kid, Michael B. Jordan, is, a, is just a really good actor. And Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone, I think it's the best one of the best Rocky performances that he's uh, given. Cool. Oh, cool. Because he's just, he's Rocky in his 60s. Mm-hmm. Right. Battered, beaten, still standing, nice guy, good sense, like his mm-hmm. sense of humor, yeah. the Rocky sense of humor is funny and their dynamic. Now, when does he fly to Afghanistan? <laughs> and settle that old score? Yeah. That comes in. Mm-hmm. That comes in right before right. the big fight. <laughs> cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I, I, I think it's worth seeing. I saw it Thanksgiving Day. At the new ArcLight in Santa Monica. It's great. Excellent. Nice. All right. I'll be seeing that over uh, Christmas mm-hmm. to get out of the house. Yes. There you go. <laughs> oh, movies. It's big movie day on Christmas. <laughs> um, next one is The Hunger Games, Mockingjay Part 2. Um, I saw this movie, and I have to say, I thought it did a decent job as far as like wrapping up the franchise and as far as a popcorn movie. Um goes it hit all the right notes i thought it was it had good action in it it had um decent performances and uh it it also it followed the book fairly closely which i mm-hmm. found interesting like they didn't really stray anywhere from the uh from the book i mean the most interesting performance has always been um donald sutherland mm-hmm. with um president snow and since we were getting towards the end of the franchise i really thought like well I don't know how much more we can see of him of just being menacing. The most interesting, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, the most interesting scenes with him were always with him and Katniss mm-hmm. as he was subtly threatening her, but also kind of telling her the truth. The flower uh, smells like blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he said so, good luck, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm, I'm crying. Yeah. I'm, all right. So it was, it was an interesting, um, it's always an interesting scene when they were together, but mm-hmm. it, was, it was few and far between. Um, so it, it, I'll tell you the main problem I had with this movie and with all of the movies and with the books as well is it's hamstringed by this dopey love triangle romance and it's so out of place when the world is ending. I mean, there's some ridiculous right. scenes like uh, there was one where you know him and uh, one of the boyfriends. You know, there's two. I'm going She's to, going to counterpoint to you, okay, as a lady. So <laughs> you go lady. ahead, all right, old man who yeah. doesn't get it, and then I'll explain. <laughs> who hates love? I'm yeah. gonna lady explain in just a moment. Finish your statement. All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna hammer it down then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hammer ha- it home. I'm gonna house explain. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. Look, you're taking the <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> 
So there's one scene where it's very unlikely that anyone will survive the next encounter. And they have a a mediocre heartfelt moment. Um, Katniss and one of her uh, gentlemen callers, shall we say. And... (laughs) And she kisses him, and he's like, well, it's, I don't, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, that didn't count. That's like, uh, you know, that's like kissing me when you're drunk. I'm like, well, no, no, no. You're all about to die. Um, If uh, the lady you love kisses you for any reason, you would throw down. It was like, it's like this weird. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're mad that he didn't do it? No, I'm mad that. I'd have a little. (laughs) Yeah. I, is I, that what I, you mean by throw down? Yeah. yeah. Is this what the guys are saying now? <laughs> it is. It is. It okay. really is. So yeah. you're saying he should be in her. Yes. The world is ending. Yeah. Exactly. But if you were in her, wouldn't you be like, oh, I brought my kids to this movie. <laughs> well, then Get I, out of her. Get out of her. And then be like, I'm an awful parent because I brought my kids to this movie. Oh, yeah. all right. Um, okay. So it was these weird, like, like, this is how, as a female writer, this is how I think female, <laughs> female audience members want men to react to this situation. Like, it didn't feel real. It felt completely contrived. And there were a bunch of scenes like it's that. It's written by a bunch of dudes. This where, is when they're in the the bunker, and it's the guy she actually loves that kisses her? Which kiss is this? This is the one, I think it's on the ship, when they're about to, uh, this is the one, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but not, it wasn't not Peter, the right? It not was the, the baker. Yeah, the it wasn't Peter. It was yeah. the, yeah. the good-looking guy. or whatever guy. his name was. Yeah, yeah. I think C is a singer. <laughs> It was on SNL yeah. a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Well, well, I don't remember his Gail name. Gail yeah. Gail, Gail Hawthorne. Gail. Gail Hawthorne. So, but there's all these weird, like... <laughs> the uh, like name, right? Like, <laughs> oh my God, everyone's trying to kill me. The world is ending. Uh-huh. Everyone I know is in danger. But I just can't sort out these feelings I have for these two gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> So I really think. <laughs> well, you were never a thirteen-year-old yeah. girl, <laughs> because that's how it feels every day. You're still a person, even if even if the world's ending, Chris. You're still a person, and Peta is a good guy, and he really loves you, and he's always gonna be there for you. But then Gail is like super hot, and yes. really your best friend, but and he's gonna how, be dead any second. And, and two, like the two guys. That- it's weird. Bridge to cross, and, and that's and their lives center around pretty much her. That's it. It's it's ridiculous. It's a lady fantasy. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly no, what it is. No yeah. matter how many times she shits on Peta, he's yeah. like, I baked you this. Yeah, yeah. I, I still have to protect you he with my life. Has no nuts. Yeah. Also, <laughs> every Hunger Games, he's out. In Even, a he's the first one out yeah, of yeah. every. He's like, oh, I twisted my ankle. Oh my god. Yeah. She's literally carrying yeah. him. She's got her quiver of bows, and then him on her back. I'm like, yeah. oh, Peter can't swim, you guys. We got. <laughs> uh, when, meanwhile, Gail is just like, you know, chopping down trees with yeah, his fists. Exactly. He's just yeah. shooting turkeys with a look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just. He's, why couldn't I have been partnered yeah. with this guy? He's Paul Bunyan. Yeah. Yeah. He's and he's a, the other guy's off, a baker. Yeah. Super yeah. sexy. And even when. Uh, is, isn't he Thor's brother? Yes. He's Thor's yeah. brother. He's yeah. Even when Peter gets brainwashed into killing Katniss, he's like, mm, still can't do it. I can't yeah, do it. I, I can't like do her. it. Also, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I'm just not, I'm not physically <laughs> I able. I can't emotionally, but yeah. also I skin my knee on the way. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was such a pussy. He is a pussy man. He is. It's so, very different than. Uh, I, I, I will. I will say if you took out all this nonsense that we're talking about, and you have a really cool, well, you have a boy movie. Yeah, you have a boy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you'd have a cool. I was going to say a science fiction movie, but I would but say you get a boy, 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 boy movie. movie. Okay, yeah. 
it it is though it is the way to 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 stay connected to that I think in the way of like she is a younger I think it's also confusing that Jennifer Lawrence like first Hunger Games oh who's this person kind of she's not a household name exactly and then every now now she's got like two movies coming out with Bradley Cooper so it was like every two it was Oscar yes, yes it was exactly like, it was like oh and she was it was like she was in Hunger Games she was also in this playing a, a grown up lady. Then she was in Hunger Games again, so we're like, and now she's oh, in another Hunger Games. Oh, yeah. okay. And then, so it's like from the time the franchise oh. started to now, she's just a huge Oscar, she's like, winning or nominated Oscar movie she's movie star, married, grown <laughs> millionaire. Yeah. Absolutely. When she was like, oh, who's this cool girl? We don't know. Also, she plays. 30 year olds or whatever. Like right, she right. plays grown up women in these movies. And then she, so it's a little weird to it, see her in hunger games. It feels miscast at this point. What well, also looked like too, they kind of, because of that, you have at to the work beginning, around her schedule. Well, well they, they had to, <laughs> she's I think, in a lot of scenes by herself. They, <laughs> they just, they just had to, we have to shoot Jennifer completely separately. You guys occasionally they get Bradley Cooper in it. You see a yeah. little bit of his face. And his, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it feels like they had to do it with the supporting characters, too. Like, well, we got to kind of make them look like the same age as Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. You know? yeah <laughs> so, I, because they would. She's going to look like Rizzo, yeah. basically, at this point. Like, why is, why is one of them 40? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else yeah. looks like a child. Why is, yeah. <laughs> is she? Remember when you watch Grease, you're like, is she a teacher? What's going yeah, on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why like the, the 40 year old high school kid. Yeah. But I'm like, but that Rizzo. one is so funny. It's like, well, she's with PETA at, here's what you don't understand. She's with PETA out of this like obligation to do the right thing because right. he always does that. The for basis her, but, of any good relationship. But, Go ahead. Yes. Resentment. <laughs> but, but Gail. Yeah, she can control him. She'd say, PETA, will you pick up the thing? Yeah. And he'll do it. Yeah. Because she's cute. And Gail will go, fucking clean your own yeah. shit. I'm busy Gail working out. Is the vampire in this right. Twilight. <laughs> if we put the Twilight covering covering over it, yeah, we go, oh, this is, and then we go, this. He's so, Peter's Pete Pete the, little... the, the dog that's always going to be there. Yeah. Although, the dog wolf. He, so much tougher in the Twilight, ver- like the, the werewolf was so much yeah. wolf boy dog right. thing, was right. so much tougher. And then. And had to shirt off a lot more. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. Also, and it was something you wanted. Right. You know, if Peter was like, should I? That's all right. Yeah. Seems like it'll just be pasty. I'd wear a shirt at the beach. No, you know what? Yeah, it's fine. I get burned, You know what? We're good. We're good. But but yeah, but the, and then Gail is like the, her total soulmate and sexy dude, but they can't be, the circumstances keep ripping them apart. So I don't know. I felt like I was so bummed out by how the book ended mm-hmm. because in a girl story twilight ended right that that's the guy you end up with is the fireworks guy the like oh the, this is amazing and like it just makes me sad yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hunger games ended just makes me real sad because it's like boy you like i have a hard time with not the post-apocalyptic dystopian no, no, future where everyone's being murdered I have it's a just hard who time. she ended up no, with no, that I, really it, turned your stomach was, yes <laughs> That's true. That is exactly what I'm saying. I even Her though I understand when you say that it sounds bad. Like I'm like, oh, there's something wrong with me. I get it. I I, I knew it from your tone, but also the actual words. I can't argue with you. It's true. It's true. 
it may because it was <laughs> I have a problem with any post-apocalyptic story because I'm so lazy. So even like Walking Dead, I watch it and I go, Jesus, what are you even fighting for? Like it just keeps being terrible. Or like like uh, I am legend. I was just like, Jesus Christ, there's no good outcome here. Same director. So, yes. Yeah, so, oh, that must be it. So then by he the also directed uh, Constantine. In in Hunger oh, Games when Kinnery's it's like one? Oh, oh dear Lord. So in Hunger Games, when it's like this guy or this guy is the, you know, the heart story of, you know, this external post-apocalyptic world, it's like how she ends up, well, I mean, we all know, right, with PETA, but how she ends up with PETA. And Spoiler you're, alert. And you're just like, <laughs> what was all that fighting for? To end up with PETA? Yeah. Ugh, life and is, you know what's going to happen. Life is terrible. <laughs> 20 years from now, Pete's going to be all out of shape and dumb, and then here comes Gail's going to stroll by with his lumberjack buddies or whatever. Oh, yeah. Hey, I just Gail, bought the house next awesome. door. Yeah. Yeah. Gail. Um, you know what? I'm going to stop questioning this. Peter, I'm moving next door. Yeah. <laughs> Gail's going to be like, I'm the best looking 50-year-old ever. <laughs> it's really true. Um, I'm going to do yeah. pull-ups on your front lawn while Peter, <laughs> while Peter cooks. Is, is yeah. he out there? T- tell me. Tell me the truth, Katniss. Is he out there doing pull-ups on the lawn again? <laughs> no. Like, why are you? Why have you been at the window for a half hour? Um, I. Oh, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna. So, Hunger Games. Um, take out. Basically, I think we're all in agreement. Take out the uh, romance. Leave it in. Have, <laughs> <laughs> and you have a. Uh, I think everyone's watching this movie for different things. Well, so I have more to say. We'll do a spoiler up on it. Yeah, yeah. Let's say I will say I want to give it back. a couple more compliments. <laughs> I, I thought the um, uninvited that stand that, outside <laughs> your window and yell my opinion. I'm pretty sure you're talking about the part with the, when it's raining and he brings her bread. Hey, can, can I have a microphone? <laughs> Which is like the, a protest um, signs. The romance works. The romance. <laughs> there's works. a um, there's a great scene in the sewers um, where there's actually monsters chasing them underground. That is terrifying. Yeah, that, that's, that's really that's really good. Mm. Like so, it's one of those um, movies that I thought it had some really good scenes, and I thought you know even the story progression. I thought the world everything improved from the first movie. I thought the first movie missed the mark. Uh, I remember us, I was here when we talked about that Mm -hmm. and I was not familiar with the franchise or all So since that, so I've also grown as a person. Yeah. Since then. (laughs) But I chose um, between my two boyfriends. I chose the one who will always put up with me. Let's face it. But he's no, a lumberjack. But, but he's no, a lumberjack. But, no, but right? I cho- no, and I chose the hot one. Yeah. But it was. But I didn't get it. And it was. It was like you. Your point was you didn't think Lionsgate knew what they had. Right. And then it has become then more and more interesting. Yeah. And also like the capital. Like I think of it too as like it's a, such a reflection of our time too. Of like there's are certain people in the world living like in the capital, and then there are yeah. other people yes. that are just like have these shitty jobs that they're supposed to do. And as I watch the presidential debates, yeah, I'm going to go there. But we just see people basically arguing for that. Right. Well, they hey, got, man. The <laughs> like, capital works. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to leave the capital, right? And you'll be able to come to the capital one day. Everybody has a chance. The first movie missed the satire completely. Yeah. Like, it looked like Oz. Like, yeah. No, we're not at the Wizard of Oz. And then as the movie Yeah, they're not just weirdos. Yeah. They realized, oh, no, this is satire for the way society is. Mm-hmm. Right? And, or, or what, what the. 
um, conclusion will be is if we keep going in this direction. This is mm-hmm. what it's going to look like for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the s- subsequent movies got that correct, I yeah. think. Especially this last one, I think it, it mm-hmm. did as well. I like that. Um, that was a good wrap-up. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I said, it didn't stray that very far from the book, which was, uh, I think, a good thing in this case. All right. It's kind of about The Good Dinosaur. We saw this over the weekend. This is the new Pixar movie. Mm. And... Um, I have to say, did not like it, unfortunately, The Good Dinosaur. And it really felt like, you know, we only need one Pixar movie a year. We had it Inside Out this year. And I oh, really think what's yeah. going on is the resources creatively are very limited. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, put all the resources into making one great movie a year. Yeah. This really felt like, uh, well, what's left? Who's left? All right, we'll just make another Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. It had all these weird um, elements that didn't quite mesh or pan out. Like the premise is that the asteroid missed the Earth and the dinosaurs did not become extinct. So oh. then it shows that the it's dinosaurs like man in have the actually. High castle for yeah, dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. That movie I would have watched. Uh, <laughs> that would have been really cool. Amazon. Yeah. Um, so, dinosaur so in you, the high tree. So you have these weird things like they have, uh, like the dinosaurs are farming in the beginning, like they're planting crops and they have homes. I'm like, well, well, like now the the, well, now it's the Flintstones. Now, like, <laughs> all right. So, okay. But if this is the world you're going to establish, I can, it's an animated movie. Sure. I can go any direction you want to go in. But when you're going in a hundred different directions, yeah. you can't really follow it. Interesting. So you, it felt like, all right, well, it's a Pixar movie. It's a Disney movie. What are the elements we need? Okay. Um, parent dies. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a very weak and scrawny hero. Okay. Got it. Can't really figure out, you know, what to, uh, um, his, his place in the world. Um, goes on a journey and then, but the journey is like boring and meaningless. <laughs> it like doesn't, it, it like goes on forever. And like he's just trying to get home. And I'm watching this and I'm like, well, what's the point? We're not even, he's not learning anything. We're not learning anything. And the journey actually isn't fun. So, but they end, they end up putting all these weird elements, like almost like, well, if these dinosaurs are farming, then there's T Rexes that have like a herd of cattle. So it's almost like, well, we're now it's a Western. So and they started playing Western music, like when they're doing like almost like a cattle roundup. Okay, and it's like they they didn't know what this movie wanted to be. Like okay. there were all these weird different pieces of it, and then it's like too cutesy for you know the older kids. They were getting bored, and it's too creepy in parts for like the younger kids. There were kids in the theater actually getting scared uh, because they off putting on all levels. It was we yeah. What it was did like, you think of the uh, stupid dinosaur love triangle? because <laughs> it was like I well thought, the brontosaurus is always there for me but the stegosaurus is pretty sexy you know if you have an herbivore and a carnivore and you can't decide which one yeah you know it's it's an issue yeah yeah because the carnivore is hot yes, sexy, but exactly, the herbivore you, know, you can always count on them you know exactly carnivore might run around you know two <laughs> legs two legs four legs bad carnivores got tattoos long necks bad. you don't know yeah uh <laughs> So it was definitely a disappointment for a Pixar movie. Now, the thing about a Pixar movie is even if it wasn't that great, it's still beautiful to look at and it's still got a couple of interesting things in it. It's never like a disaster. So it just wasn't nearly up to the level of um, Pixar movies, what they normally are. And I wanted to say something about the animation from a technical aspect because this will probably get nominated. Um, 
the thing about animation now is with the tools and technology and the computers now, you can kind of do whatever you want and mm-hmm. you could create any level of detail that you want. Like when Toy Story first came out, I remember right. them interviewing um, Pixar and them saying, well, you know, it's the people can't really be animated that well yet. You know, we pick toys and ants and because they're easier to animate and they're more believable. And they kept like the human characters to mm. a minimum, like right. in Toy Story. Um, now that's no longer the case. I mean, especially after with movies like The Incredibles and all these things, you can um, make these characters move in a really interesting and dynamic way. However, you have to make that choice. Like, what kind of level of detail and what movie are you going to make? Like, this movie had photorealistic backgrounds. Oh, really? Like, you really, like, you look like you were looking at a landscape or water mm. or you, anything like that. Like, it didn't, like, if you just saw uh, it and you didn't see any of the characters, you would think that that's not even animated. So you have these photorealistic backgrounds, and they looked beautiful. But then you have overly cartoony characters, like dinosaurs. So what it looks like on the... Like, like if you were learning how to draw, it's the kind of dinosaur you would draw. Exactly. So so it's a weird... And this wasn't like a... um, a limitation of the technology. This was an artistic and a yep. design choice. We're going to have photorealistic backgrounds and cartoony, you know, friendly looking characters, and they don't mesh well because <laughs> it doesn't look right. Like uh, if you either and you make the choice, either make them, but like Brave is a great example of how the level of detail in the characters and the mm-hmm. the backgrounds, everything you never even questioned for a moment. Everything was part of this world. Mm-hmm. This you do. You actually feel like, in a weird way, these characters are green screened over, yeah, like a uh, <laughs> an actual like. background. So it it really um, there was a lot of things that didn't mesh in this film, and I really think it has to do with the fact that you know Lasseter and Doc, a lot of these guys were probably working on Inside Out. There just wasn't enough resources to manage. Well, the director this movie. was Peter Sohn, who's who's never, a first time director. Yeah, first time director. He's yeah. been a voice actor in a million movies like Incredibles and, and right. a bunch of other stuff, but he's never directed before. So, and it, it shows, it really feels like, um, uh, I don't want to say amateurish, but a less, much less polished Pixar movie. And I, I don't know, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like I said, you know, if you're going to make Inside Out, you don't need to make a great movie in one mediocre movie in one yeah. year. You could just wait to the next year and make that next movie great, too. Right. So. I also heard that so Disney has a movie coming out in January or February, somehow soon, and that um, Pixar had fought for this holiday time. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I didn't that they know that. were like Disney released, I guess, a holiday movie last year, and this year Pixar was like, "Well, we want that we want time, time now," slide. and apparently right. this is the movie they they mm. played that card for. Well, I, I don't know why they wouldn't put like Inside Out here then. Why they would put? I mean, if this is like the big holiday weekend that they yeah. wanted, that's interesting. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. So it's, you know, if you have kids, um, they'll like it, but not too young. It was really weird. Like there was a couple scenes where, um, like, especially for younger kids, they need to know who the villain is, like right away. Like if it's a scary character stuff coming down. But they did something really creepy in, in this movie where these uh, dinosaurs, they thought they were friendly, and then they literally turned on a dime and started eating other dinosaurs. So it's like it freaked some of the kids out in the uh, in the theater. So because it was a weird almost I like see a, how it might yeah <laughs> but it, it was like but and again a weird, are you gonna start eating me yeah Never trust yeah. anyone kids yeah. we're friends but like a weird again <laughs> why is it called the good dinosaur yeah. <laughs> why isn't it called the dinosaur that starts eating people all of a sudden yeah so it all these weird choices ended up to it just so being a mess uh, all together so i i don't know it's i would just say if you're gonna just see inside out again like if mickey mouse just starts yeah. running over people <laughs> <in his car. laughs> 
<laughs> Goofy's on a killing spree. Whoa, easy. So you, you saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so boy. a little disappointing for Pixar, right. but still huge fans. I can't wait to see their next movie. What is next? <laughs> yeah, Trumbo. Trumbo. You All right, it. Laura I House. Saw it. I think it's great. Um, the end. What? <laughs> Trumbo is. <laughs> Here's what's fascinating to me. There, because I, I also, I started in preparation for this. I started writing the review for it, and it made me think of many, like sort of the philosophy of film overall. I mean, it's a great, it's a great, just overall, sure. it's a great movie. Everybody should see it. But it's also like there's lots of reasons to make movies. You know, like um, I traditionally have talked about date movies. And just movies as a tool to get someone to make out with you. Yes. That's primarily what I, <laughs> how I see it. You know, action movies. It's, it's a delivery system for smooching. It's a delivery system. <laughs> absolutely. It's just like, how can I get a mouth on my mouth? What, like, when I look at the movie board and it's like, Which oh, one? what A, what's starting within the next 15 minutes? Right. B, what will get a mouth on my mouth? Then... Oh, or a hand on my boob. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what's going to do it? So, but Trumbo was, I Fandango don't. Fandango should have that in their app. Of like, <laughs> you know what? They, 48% hand on boob. Or whatever. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think in France that's a rating. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, But I, yeah. So this is like, I was like, well, why are movies made? Because it actually made me think more like 12 Years a Slave of like, that's a story that needs to be told. And to me, right. this is like, this is a story that needs to be told. Like, I, I, I'm mortified by this. I didn't know who Trumbo was. Mm -hmm. Did you? Yeah, I, we, studied, we studied blacklisted people in college in film school, but I don't remember. I mean, it's been a while. Like, it's vague in your yeah. mind? Yeah. And it's, do you know? We, we definitely studied it, but again, it was not going through in depth. How would, like, vague. in a sentence, how would you... Um, putting you on the spot, but still, were, I'm curious. They were blacklisted and couldn't get work because they were suspected communists. Yeah, the the Hollywood Ten, uh, as they were known, these screenwriters. So I've been a member of the Writers Guild for ten years. Uh -huh. I am a paid screenwriter. If you consider television screen, it's some kind of screen. <laughs> it's a medium screen, <laughs> but it's like I and I did not know. I know the name Elia Kazan that doesn't come up in this film, but Elia Kazan was a director who named some of these yeah. people. It's it's there is essentially here's why it was so Trumbo. And I, there's a picture of him inside the lounge at the Writers Guild. I've seen him a million times, but I'm just like, oh, there's just a screenwriter in the bathtub, you know, ha. Ah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. And so, uh, but Trumbo, played by Brian Cranston, who's, I mean, he's great anyway, but also it really felt like his uh, Broadway work has served him well. Like, this was a real, like, theatrical performance oh, okay. of, because this was a great man saying great things in using colorful language, right. but without it sounding like fakey <laughs> colorful language, you know, but like it was really important to, to him that he used, like Louis C.K.'s character a couple times tell him, tells him to like stop talking, like every everything he's saying is being written down. <laughs> you know, he's like, just quit, could you just talk like a normal person? And he kind of can't. So Trumbo was a guy who joined, like, there's a little factoid that comes up in the, in the beginning, and I didn't know this. 
Um, it says that in the like the 30s, after people saw the Great Depression and the stock market crash, a lot of people joined the Communist Party, and it was a viable party. Just yeah. like now, there's an independent party and the Democrats party and Republicans. Or, yeah. Well, but even that's an offshoot of the Republicans. But right. it's like this is – it was a party you could join. So it makes sense that in the 30s, people would go, oh, I, capitalism doesn't look sustainable. Maybe a more – maybe something more like socialism or communism would make sense as a country that we all kind of work together and share the wealth. So that's not an insane thought. (laughs) That's not an an insane thought, nor is it a a terrorist thought. Right. It's basically going, maybe everybody trying to make as much money as possible is not a great way to live. Especially when you saw in the 30s, you know, People going on strike and a then crash. Well, you saw crash. not only crash, but I mean, like people going on strike and then oh, they'd send the Pinkertons down with axe handles and knock people out yeah. who were striking for a fair wage. And a lot a fair I wage. A lot of people were like, "Well, we need to go to find something else." Yeah, like communism. That's a lot of how people went there. Absolutely, and also like it, the idea of a union. Yeah, you know, sort of going, "Hey, we need rights for things." Is one, it's a balance to corporate power, but it's also it's its own version of socialism. Of like things should be even here. Like yeah. this is bananas. And of course, the rich corporate guys are like, "No, no, I don't think it should be even because I have all the money." Yeah. <laughs> so you saying even is taking away from me. So I I'm going to veto that. Right. And it's just people standing up and saying, like, this isn't right because we built all this. Um, but Trumbo is the – so this guy – so he's the number one screenwriter of the 40s. And, like, they did a they did a simple little scene where, uh, you know, it's like you're about to be the – you know, he's, like, the most highly paid screenwriter. So let's compare him to, like, J.J. Abrams. Like, because I'm always like, well, what is that now? Like, right. like a screenwriter. Like, you know his name and he's a popular guy. He's the highest paid guy. And he had joined the Communist Party because he was a he was a thoughtful guy. So it was not illegal. It was never illegal, but it was not a problem until after World War II ended, the Cold War began. Right. Then it was a problem. So during World War, like so early, like thirties and the forties up to like forty seven, it was fine. And then essentially that's when the Cold War started, and people used. And this is. I'm not saying anything new, but I, I feel excited to say it, <laughs> is that period movies are made to reflect our own times. Like, period movies are made so we go, like, basically, oh, my God, that's horrible. Holy shit, that's happening now. Right. I think. And so that was the effect that it had on me, for sure. One, of realizing how, you know, ignorant I am about this whole thing. I'm like, I didn't even know who Trumbull was until I watched the movie last night. And I'm like, I'm a... I'm a Hollywood screenwriter, right. <laughs> and I didn't know. But I know the name of the fucking guy who outed the communists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's so fucked up. So essentially, when 1947 rolled around, they just started rolling out this insane rhetoric. And the um, House of uh, for Un-American yeah. Activities is just like the Tea Party. Like, McCarthyism is like today's Tea Party. Like, the people who are saying Muslims are terrorists, like, back then were saying communists are ruining our, they want to ruin our way of life. They want to bring down our culture. And they had, similar to now, they had fucked up weird, like, no real basis for saying it. Just fear tactics. And just to, like, they're tricking us. With their films, like a vague, like I've read people say that about right. now, about like, nope, they're just trying to trick us into giving up our way of life. And it's like, 
what, what's, how would anyone even do I that? Know. <laughs> you know, like, I'm wearing a costume. Hey, put your way of life in my bag. <laughs> I yes. tricked you. Like, what are you talking about? So back then, it was Hedda, Hedda uh, Habler, whatever, um, Mac- Senator McCarthy. But essentially, these screenwriters, the Hollywood 10, there were 10 of them. They were like, they're communists. And all they were were members of the Communist Party. They had literally not committed any crime. Right. And they and essentially they made the decision, which this film goes into so well, they made the decision, they go, you know what, let's fight it, because I think we're going to lose on the lower level court, but the Supreme Court, they're going to rule in our favor, because it's, it's mostly a liberal Supreme Court, and um, they're going to think this is bullshit. And by the time they worked their way up through the court system, uh, two justices had passed, and it became not a liberal Supreme Court. And the, it ended up basically like w- it was legal for them to be in the Communist Party, and then it was illegal for them to be communists. And everywhere they went, it was like traitor. And then it was they were actually in jail, which I couldn't believe. Like for being in a political party, I mean, yeah. that's like in America, in America yeah. that says, "Hey, that's the one thing we don't do." Right. Just like now, it's like, "Hey, we are freedom of religion," except. Muslims, they're bad. Like, what? <laughs> right, right. What, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, the con- I, it was insane to me. So you're watching, but what's great about the movie is, I guess similar to what you were saying about the, uh, oh, you, in Creed, of the plot points they kind of got right. through. Like, he's not in jail throughout the movie. It actually becomes this great film of what he did after that and how this guy Trumbo, to me, he did the right thing continuously because it was the right thing let to me, do. Let me ask you this, because the director is Jay Roach, who's done the Meet the Fockers movies and Dinner for Schmucks. Oh, wow. So I would not have guessed that. Really? <laughs> when you watch Trumbo, n- not once do you go, I feel like Ben Stiller's about to walk in and be silly. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's no, good for him. It's, it's a great drama. It's a great drama. Oh, okay. It's, I, I mean, watching it, I was like, oh, this is... Br- it, I felt like I was watching Brian Cranston on Broadway. Yeah. Not that I've ever, but that was the feeling of like he has great speeches, but you don't feel like, ugh, I'm just watching some stupid speech. It's like he's so engaged in this thing. And it's a it's a fight for justice because it was so unjust what happened to these people. But then he used its own, and I I won't give away the ending. People should watch. It's fun because he uses the way the system is to make it work for him. Also, he's apparently the greatest writer who ever lived because he wrote Roman Holiday. Wow. He wrote like uh, he he's nominated and wins Oscars up and down. He wrote a there was a movie called The Brave One. He wrote some things under under a fake name because he couldn't have his name on a movie. One stuff, but like he would be like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna write a. He he went to well, John Goodman has a great role. I'm not sure what to say about it, yeah, but it's he yeah. uses this system in this great way that it's ah I it's just so root forable. It's well, just so me, great to root for let this me guy. Ask you this was there? Um, did it get into the idea that uh, it wasn't just that they were in the Communist Party, but then they were in these screenwrite they were screenwriters, so they had this quote, alleged power where they can indoctrinate the country's youth into the Communist Party? Was that like the big fear? Did they get into that? They didn't go deep into that. Uh That was kind of vaguely alluded Alluded to. to. I mean, I feel like what they mostly got into were the, what was, it was a clash of personalities. To me, similar to Tea Party, which would even be more uh, strikingly now 
if Sarah Palin were on the scene in in the powerful way that she was at first, or if people liked Carly Fiorina. (laughs) You know, like, because people don't really rally behind her like they did Sarah Palin, but it's like, it was the personality of this gossip columnist. And she, it wasn't, and they didn't go deep into this either, but one could assume she had been an actress and then she had kind of aged out and then she was a a kind of a shitty person. You know, like she had an ax to grind with screenwriters and with, you know, what, and she, but she also had a son in the military. Like she could have been coming from a good place, you know, cause right. it, basically people were saying we can't have communists influencing our culture the way screenwriters do. We can't have communists in there. Cause they were, they were like, there was nothing they would go like this scene in this movie. Cause there was 10 communists who were trash men. Would there be yeah, a giant, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although it is my understanding that communists across the country were being treated shitty yeah. and getting fired and stuff. So kind mm-hmm. of, it might have been. But yeah, they were basically going, no, no, they're sneaking propaganda in as opposed to going, no, this scene. <laughs> and what could that even be? So this scene in Roman Holiday where <laughs> he gets Audrey Hepburn to be a communist. That's <laughs> obviously like they're riding on the scooters. And then he said, shouldn't everyone have a scooter? And she was like, that would be a better place. And oh. then see how they do it. Like there was nothing they could point to. And even that's a bad re- example because it came after. But it was like there was they were just going, no, no, that's what they're that's what they're so doing. So then this is this is released at I mean, this is an he's gonna be this is an Oscar. So there was a scene I think so. on yeah. the scooter, then Audrey Hepburn goes, Wouldn't it be better if the government just told everyone what to do? Yeah. Yeah, like that. Like Wouldn't that. Be great well, if we yeah. bombed yeah. America. Yeah. You know what? I'm, a, I'm secretly a princess and I like that because I have total control over my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then people were like, Yeah, I do. That Make sense to me, and twelve-year-olds were like, "Yeah, that's the way it should be. Somebody should be telling me what." To, I'm a teenager. I love when people tell me what to do. This is really getting to me. Like, yeah, it makes it makes no sense. But it was big personalities. This gossip columnist, and then also like John Wayne. There's right. there's some great scenes with John Wayne in it, and then even that Trombo confronts him, and Trombo is this great like outspoken guy. So even with John Wayne, that was because I I love the. Um, you must remember this podcast. <laughs> and so I listened to, I've heard a lot of stories about this MGM and mm-hmm. John Wayne specifically and John Wayne not being in the military, but was the total poster boy yeah. for yeah. military, never served. And Trumbo, Trumbo was like, um, yeah, I, I served. W- where did you serve? <laughs> oh, right. You were just on a movie set. Like I, he was like, I've actually served this country. Fuck you for telling people, right. you know, like I'm anti-American when I'm basically more American than you, you dick. Even the, but he would never use that language. He said it real classy. Right. I really like dumbed it down. <laughs> just now. All right. Well, that sounds really cool. Um, why don't we? Uh, we should probably. If go you into love America, sponsor. you'll enjoy it. Um, we actually have another sponsor for this episode, and it's unusual. We have two, but. Uh, we do. Touch Christmas time, touch a modern. And now I want to tell you guys, it's a little different this time. They're starting 30 days of deals this holiday season. So every day you go there, there's going to be a different deal. Like there's everything from getting um, credit and gift cards to your purchase to um, a certain percentage off on certain 
gadgets, gears. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff like iPhone cases, accessories. Um, so every day is different. So make sure you check it out. It's 30 days of deals at touchofmodern.com. And I love the ad copy they give us too. Like sometimes it's like eye catching and new vintage watches. No, we, we think we can put that in our own words. <laughs> um, and, uh, my favorite one though is sexy home decor. Like in case mm. you want to fuck your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking insane. What? I would, so, I would like that. They got a robot vacuum. Yeah. They got a, uh, is portable that a tree tent. Yeah. Now, I will say one of the I things that, that I, uh, I absolutely <laughs> love is they have these really cool, and these are on sale right now, is these retro science fiction posters. Like mm-hmm. you can, it has, there's one for every planet where you can visit. Like it, they're basically travel posters for each planet. It's really, uh, they're really cool. The other thing is. I don't, um, I don't know if cool is the word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd. What do you. <laughs> Guilty. Um, <laughs> they have classic lingerie sets. Wow. Yeah, they have they Sexy have they have stuff. cookware. The other thing that I noticed too is that I actually bought today is there's stuff there that you wouldn't expect, but then you end up like kind of buying. Like I bought a set of flatware today. Oh, yeah, and it was the kind of thing where I'm like, all right, now I'm going to buy something today on touchyourmodern.com, and they had. Um, basically a, a, a silverware set on sale and it looked really cool and i was researching it and like well this will save me a trip to bed bath and beyond mm-hmm. i may as well just uh buy it here at touch of modern so there's stuff literally for everyone it's a great place to do your christmas shopping yeah. touch of modern.com the great thing is there's there's no coupon codes there's no sign up it doesn't cost you anything and there's new stuff every day all you have to do is sign up. But Graham, you were saying too that uh, you sign somebody else up, you get a little taste. Yeah, you sign somebody else up, uh, you get an extra $20 uh, sent to you if they sign up. But now here's another thing. Uh, today only, uh, a $25 credit for every $100 spent. This is uh, Cyber Monday. So this is Monday, November 30th. Right. Go to touchamodern.com, get an additional 25 bucks. So you... this probably is dropping, uh, I don't know, four hours left. We've got a couple hours left if you're listening to it immediately. Yes. But the great thing yeah. is, like I said, it's uh, 30 days of deal. So it, there'll be another deal tomorrow or the next day, and you can check it out. I love it. Touchamodern.com. All right. All right. Let's keep going. Still, more movies to talk about. You want to do uh, Secret in Their Eyes? Sure. All right. Now, this movie, I will say, um, I, I was. Know, I feel like you didn't like it. Yeah, I, I was gonna. <laughs> I was looking at the descriptions. I was. I was thinking, well, do I want to see this movie? Like, you know, Audrey and I had a date night. We ended up going to see Mockingjay. Uh, but this was definitely one of the movies on the list. Secret in the Eyes. And then I saw the trailer, and then I was like, yeah, I don't know. If, it seems like Julia Roberts just wanted to be in a movie at a certain time. Oh God. I think here's what this movie is. And it is a remake. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, of a French film. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's the, uh, you know, a lot of time this last week, so that was nice. Um, it was, you know, this the director has done this movie, uh, did a movie called Breach um, with Chris Cooper, uh and Ed O'Neill, which was, uh, with, excuse me, with Chris Cooper and Ryan Philippe, um, which is a decent film. Or, or Ryan Philippe. Ryan Philippe. I always mistake Ed O'Neill with <laughs> Ed Ryan. O'Neill. So, <laughs> so Remember when Ed O'Neill was married to... Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Reese, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> and then also, this is, uh, then he also did Shattered Glass. This is the director, Billy Ray. This movie, The Secret in Their Eyes, I saw the trailer and I went, this looks depressing. I went, uh, I didn't say that. I said, nope. I go, I go, this is going to be, 
I go, I bet you this is a bunch of really good actors trying to make the best out of an okay script. Mm. Turns out it was a mediocre script. <laughs> um, there's some okay stuff. There's there's good, I mean, these are all good actors. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Um, so this is the, uh, th- he can change his hair. Do you think? He can change his clothes no matter what. Oh, I'm still yeah, going to get him. This is that? Now, do you think this is... Um, that sounds terrible. Do you think this is one of those movies where Julia Roberts and Nicole Kidman went, you know what, we need a Taken Oh, Lady Taken? No. Yeah. Do you think they were going Lady Taken? Lady Taken. You've been taken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you. What's a Lady Taken? I'm going to get you. I don't know what a Lady Taken would be. Um, I don't know. That this is a Lady Taken. Um, you've been taken. Here we come. It's a, you, you've done been tooked. Um, you've been tooked. It's, uh, you know, it's sort of, you know. Psychological thriller, right? Psychological thriller. I think Julia Roberts Except for the audience. did a good job of <laughs> psychological borer. Hello. <laughs> I abducted my interest. Um, <laughs> you know, they made her she looks like a cop. You know, she didn't look all Julia Robertsy. They made her mm-hmm. look like a cop. They they made her look like a woman who was then super stressed out. Because here's what happens. It's um it's Right after 9-11, they're working post-terrorism group, and her daughter gets abducted and killed. And then that's kind of how the movie starts. Fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good holiday So stuff. 9-11, yeah. already fun. Already. Everybody's always already having a good time. <laughs> then her daughter's abducted and killed. Yes. So she's like, what a week. Yeah, still better. Watching this movie is still better than hanging out with your family. <laughs> Um, still a fun getaway for those tense Christmas days. So <laughs> the twenty third, um, the twenty sixth. They think they got the guy, and he never kids. So what happens is then it's thirteen years later, and Chibatel, edge of four, um, bless you, nice, com- comes back. Thank you. <laughs> and so he's like, I think I found him. So it's sort of parallel. It's today of is this the right guy? And then flashing back to what actually happened and all of their relationships with each other and how this horrible event kind of changed all of them, obviously. So some of that's interesting and there's, there's, you know, these are really good actors, but it's just like, you know, there's other stuff out there. Sounds like poop. Yeah. See Trumbo, see Creed. (laughs) Do you think this was the kind of movie where the A-list actresses and actors signed on thinking, you know, this might be an Oscar movie. Yeah, I think it. I think they or they lost a bet. Yeah, <laughs> or they, you know, what? Ooh, mortgages do or something like. I don't know. I, it's just fun to work, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. We like, don't want to get Nicholas caged. Yeah, yeah some it. stuff does get lost in the translation, though. It's the you know, like there's always, I, you know, right, but a it, movie it, that it, seems like it's going to be great right. and that it's my my first um, adventure with that was a movie called Twilight that wasn't the Twilight series that we know a long, long time ago. But it was like Paul Newman and uh, Susan Sarandon and a yeah. lot of it, Twilight, because a lot of stuff at sunset it was like kind mm-hmm. of about that hour. And the, and I was like, this is terrible. Like, yeah. But the top names. The top And it's just like something gets lost in translation sometimes. I, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I think the problem was just from this, the script from the beginning. And I think it's got, without any spoilers, some wacky ending stuff that you're just like come on man she abducted herself oh yeah like like, i think i think (laughs) wait i abducted her she abducted herself i'm guilty of my own self oh gosh Um, this is 
Yeah, it's so there's there's <laughs> psychologically disappointing. <laughs> I think that's why you know I look at this movie and I go I, I go. Everyone probably went. Oh, if they're in in, in it, then I'm in. Yeah, you know, yeah like, no, I got to sign up. You mm-hmm. look at this yeah. lineup and you just can't say no. And it's it a was, trickle down theory. You get Nicole Kidman or Julia Roberts, then mm-hmm. everyone else right. falls into place. And then you get the guy that just you know <clears throat> won for twelve years a slave, and he's amazing. And, mm-hmm. and there's great scenes in there, but this, this the script was broken from the beginning. Like, hmm. There's just nothing you can do. I think had you spent more time on how would you actually deal with this? Ah. Uh. You know, how would you legitimately deal with this and as cops a- who have the authority to kind of go out? You have a badge and a gun. Mm-hmm. What would you do if this happened to you? I think that's far more interesting than what they tried to do with with wacky twists and turns. And hmm. you had a blueprint, too. You already had a movie that you're just remaking. Right. Like, you know, what, what, what did that? Yeah. yeah. What did that do? Right. And why did you not follow it? They probably went, well, we got to put a dumb Hollywood twisty turn yeah, in yeah. there. And it's like, no, it should just be about <laughs> how, and how this, like the, an event like this would just crush anybody, let alone a team of cops and and the politics. are Like some of that stuff's intriguing because mm-hmm. they're trying to solve it. And, and, and Anthony Molina is like, you know, are you saying that, that you know, stopping terrorism is is more important than finding, you know, her her daughter's killer. Yeah, you're right. Two buildings just dropped. <laughs> Axel, I'm sorry. Welcome a to the global problem yeah. versus yeah. Goes, Welcome it's to the world, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, like what a dilemma. Especially then, especially yeah. like you know November 2011, uh, right. 2001. Mm-hmm. Like what you know? Wow. Okay, that's intriguing. And how would you deal with that? Versus, and then they just they just made they got it. They they added all these dumb things to it. Was mm-hmm. one of the problems with it that. The most of the story is about thirteen years later, because to me there's something right. You've you've dealt with it in thirteen years. Right. I'm not saying you yeah. like I you know there's we still an, miss people, but there's something kind of it really lacks that urgency of that. And the now th- you know this horrible thing happened, and now much much later, it's kind of. But I, think, I don't know. I, if handled of, well, I think that could be compelling. Where some you you frame it in a way that some wounds never heal this is something that's haunted me all my life and now i just can't get past it and now it's resurfaced again there's a way to make that interesting yeah. and compelling but it sounds like it, they didn't no they 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 picked the dumbest ways mancini <laughs> should have directed yeah, that's what i'm hearing yeah, from they, from chris mancini yeah that's they it. <laughs> no but that does sound because even as yeah. you, i was like that's an interesting well, yeah. i see that I'd see that. I was already hooked in just yeah. by you kind of yeah. noting their direction. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that does sound good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, old wounds. Oh, oh yeah. I totally get this. Get into that, but that's not what happens. No. Yeah. So let's, sounds uh, it's, yeah, it's down. Sounds go, poop. Go see Trumbo or Creed. Uh, yeah. Right. So far. Now we have coming up on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Amy. Um, this is the Amy Winehouse documentary mm-hmm. that you um, – had so seen, and you had talked a lot about, especially with uh, documentary techniques. We talked about that in fairly uh, large nice. detail. Yeah. I, Graham a... said we should go to see that, and I said no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a song. Oh, I don't get nice. it. Uh, <laughs> 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 I love your character in that bit. I did not make a joke, and then oh, <laughs> immediately jump ship on. I'm her. sorry. What? Oh, wait, how did you become confused at your own? Riff? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, this this is intriguing. If you like Amy Winehouse, it's an intriguing documentary. Like mm-hmm. I said in many episodes, I there's some stuff I thought the director should or should not have done, but it's it's interesting. 
It's okay. really interesting. And the other movie is Cooties. Now, there is a review of that on the site by Neil. This is a horror comedy about <laughs> lunchroom food that goes awry and makes the children become zombies. And he said that it's got, like, Rain uh, Wilson in it, and it's got, like, some funny people in it, but he said it didn't go far enough in either direction, either funny or horror, so it ended up being, like, stuck in the middle and didn't go anywhere. So, right. kind of like a waste Shia of opportunity. LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, no, he went somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, with the site spotlight I really want you guys to read this because this was absolutely hilarious CJ has been on a tear lately uh, with movies that he has absolutely hated I think and he's going after yeah, he's like, yeah. I think he's looking at like what's the movie I'm going to yeah. hate most and go review that and God bless it's you a fun sir. angle it is. Oh, he's definitely been targeting Simon Pegg pretty relentlessly right. and this one also it's called Absolutely Anything and um Simon Pegg is also in another horrible film. And although this is, I don't know what happened. It was a really interesting article about, uh, it's a Terry Jones film. This is one of the Monty mm-hmm. Python guys. Mm-hmm. And um, something <laughs> where it was an absolute disaster and Simon Pegg uh, does not come off well in this film either. But have CJ tell it to you. Tell All it right. to you straight. All right. And the other thing that I really enjoyed is we've been seeing um, some quotes from reviews of Mockingjay that other Reviewers have been um, posting, and then our fans are posting them on the message boards. And this was one of my favorite lines that Strugulous put. Uh, As PETA and Katniss get reacquainted, you could swear that theirs is a romance to make Twilight's Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart look like Clark Gable and Vivian Lee. (laughs) (laughs) Laura disagrees. How dare you? (laughs) People still may count in the apocalypse, you guys. (laughs) So there's a couple of great quotes <laughs> there. The, still um, going to have feelings. Still <laughs> complicated. <laughs> On the message boards. Because we're all being shot at doesn't mean it's not complicated. <laughs> <laughs> so who the full, enemy is. And I full know human beings. Yes. Yeah. Life or death, society's going to collapse, mm-hmm. but heart's torn. There, there mm-hmm. has to be a reason for us to go on. And I can't pick which one. Yes. And uh, premiering this week is... Um, but Gail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but P.S. Gail. Maybe if they had been crafted a little more evenly. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, ugh, Peter. The most fun Peter, I, you're just embarrassed. The most fun I, I had, I'll say this for the spoiler. Okay. That's the thing about right. the end. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So we have premiering this week, Krampus. Oh, I cannot, cannot wait, wait for this movie. This. I am the really, really excited. For it looks great. It looks like it's going to just... Tear apart every Christmas cliche, every, movie just cliche. Eat it yep. And just set it on fire. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm so excited. Yeah. Now I want to see it. Yeah, it looks really good. I can't wait. Um, I love how they did such a great thing with the trailer, too. They literally set it up like a regular Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. And the way the trailer turns halfway through, it's brilliant. It's so good. Um, so next is. Um, I think it's Chirac, okay. if I'm pronouncing it correctly. This is a modern day adaptation of the ancient Greek play. Lysistrata Lysistrata by Aristophanes set against the backdrop of gang violence in Chicago now this movie looks very interesting for a number of different reasons Uh, Spike Lee directed it oh okay and also it's um, an Amazon production following the Netflix model of like now we're releasing our own feature film content now too and the 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 gang violence in chicago has just been completely like out of control and so to hear i forgot to see how they're going to handle this is very curious i'm 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 curious to see how spike lee handles this so i think it's in limited release but if you can check it out uh check it out okay uh the letters is a dramatic movie about the life of mother Teresa. 
Like they basically went through all of her Sex, letters. Sexy letters? Yeah, it's, they're going to be sexy. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be so sexy. Love yeah. By I'm surrounded Teresa. by yeah. lepers. Yeah. I keep dreaming of Neil. <laughs> <laughs> Neil. She loved a guy named Neil. Oh, shit. <laughs> I helped a lot of orphans today, but oh, the touch of Neil would be so healing on my skin. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I get the sound effects. I'm not sure what was creepier. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have malaria like all the people I'm treating, but my fever runs high. <laughs> I was like, what is it? Is it cold sweats for the guy? What's it gonna be? Which one's it gonna be? Um, the next movie is Macbeth. And this is the you saw this already. Yeah, this Michael is a Fassbender uh, Mikey movie. Fast. Mikey Fast Ben's running around as Macbeth. Uh, my favorite Shakespeare <laughs> play. How was the movie? Uh, it's 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 good. It you know the cinematography in the opening battle scene is amazing. Oh, cool. Um, and you know it's it's good old uh, it's good old Macbethy Macbeth. You know, just torment and. <laughs> Intrigue and out, out, damn spot. Yeah, and all a lot that of that stuff. business. Yeah. Trying to get the spot out. <laughs> yep. You know. Yep. Witches. Yeah, witches yep. and spots. Right. And murders. Murders and witches yep. and spots. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the next movie is Life. This is a photographer for Life magazine is assigned to shoot pictures of James Dean. I saw the trailer for this. Robert yeah. Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Gee, I wonder what character he plays in this movie. Um. <laughs> Actually, he doesn't play James Dean. Really? The kid who plays James Dean is the kid from... Uh, I'm trying to find the movie up. Is it just called... Robert Pattinson School of Acting? Yeah. <laughs> um, where is it? It's just... Um, it's not... So even IMDb doesn't want to pull it up. No. Um, but I will say, in defense of Robert Pattinson, I mean, you'd never know he was a great actor from the Twilight movies. However, if you watch the movie The Rover... You'll see that he is actually amazing. He's got huh. a lot of talent, uh, and when you watch the rover, you would you wouldn't even recognize him. He plays the photographer Dennis Stock that took those famous photos. It looks like James Dean. No, <laughs> no, it's two different people. He's not James Dean, Chris. You got to let that go. It's not going to happen. Somebody's got a crush, huh? Yeah. Um. But if you, but if you were if you were casting, like you could see in in Twilight, they make, made he, him look like James Dean. Not at all. He doesn't look like James Dean to not me. Not in the slightest. All right. Yeah. See Giant. Well, love is blind. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like those guys at all. No? Um, they all right. cast this guy Dane DeHaan, who was in a movie called. It was in Chronicle. Uh, bad guy in Amazing Spider-Man Two, uh, Lawless, Kill Your Darlings. Um, this guy, I think, is a good young actor, but I saw the trailer for it, and I just don't know that I buy him as James Dean. But that's mm. a tough. It's a tough. Would you buy Robert Pattinson as James no, Dean? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> Never. Because Chris is selling it, no, he would like you to I buy it, it because he, he is selling it. Not at all. Yeah. He's got a, James kind of a little right, pinhead and a long neck. He's just long. I think the mannerisms, nothing. No, not right. in the all slightest. Right. Okay, ever. All right, all right. It's me. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll take the <laughs> but hit on James it. Dean was a vampire, so maybe <laughs> right. that's what oh, you're that's what mixing what I'm up. Yeah. No, yeah. that's yeah. what you've. All right, I'm thinking Inception. And Natalie was like, "Do I get James Dean or I go with the werewolf who's not?" Oh no! <laughs> the werewolf just killed Salminio. <laughs> I love James Dean. He's perfect, but gay. And then I also oh. Oh. love this dog. <laughs> 
So, yeah, see life where Robert Pattinson is, is, not, is not James, James Dean. Dean. Got it. He's behind the camera. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. All right, that's our episode for the love of God. You guys. Put it in. <laughs> <laughs> Slow clap on us off. You're gonna like get go into Australia and you're gonna <laughs> see, see a movie. <laughs> go <laughs> Melbourne, they Melbourne. say. You yeah. can ask Dave Anthony about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Melbourne. Well, no, we, take the R out. Bun. Now, uh, Laura House, Melbourne. Where Melbourne. they'll correct you. I li- I listen to the dollop up and down the dial. <laughs> up and down the dial. <laughs> <laughs> up and down the podcast dial. I listen to it. So, Laura House, where can yes. people find you? Hello, laurahouse.com. Uh-huh. Um, I have a podcast. I call it Laura House at Large because I keep talking about nice. different stuff. Um, when did you uh, how start long it? How have you been doing this? I've. I've tr- I've started podcasts many a time, and I say this maybe there's listeners out there going, oh me me too, but how do you? For I years ago I'd st- and I'd do like two or three and then be like ah, I feel dumb. I don't know because you're like who's even listening? What's that? I don't. There's a it's a weird. You guys are a team, so you can support each other. But it's a weird <laughs> to just start one. Is like when I do I think everyone needs to know what I think? I don't know. It's a weird. Just no, no, it. you don't relate to it at all? No. Oh, you're encouraging. We run a festival that handles a bunch of them. You no, but I mean, yeah. but starting it, there's a there can be kind of a weird feel. Like, you had sure. comedy film nerds going, and you were like, oh, funny movie reviews, and I have funny friends, and we like movies, and okay. Right, right. And then out of that, podcasting was becoming a thing. You were like, oh, this will be an addition to our site. Like, it That's made true. sense as a, mm-hmm. like a business venture yep. and mm-hmm. creating right. content. But when you're just a person going, I guess I just want to say stuff, I think, into a microphone. <laughs> you kind of kind of go, but who? But you're really funny. Ooh, girl. And insightful. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, thank you. I like yeah. those two things. I'm going to put that as a... You're funny. You're a professional writer and a comedian. You might have things that are interesting for people to say. Oh. Or to hear. Thank you. I didn't... That wasn't a great sentence. Yeah. But... <laughs> so I... They're all... You can look Laura House at Large and there's like 15 episodes or something like that. And then I kind of took What's your drop schedule? A, a hiatus. Oh, girl. Um, <laughs> I should have one. I should have a, a drop <laughs> schedule. Um, and then, uh, but I'm doing it again. I'm do- 2016 consistently. I'll drop on uh, Tuesdays. Okay, comedy awesome. film. I'll drop fans, on Tuesdays. Uh, come, you, come you, find me. You need to let Laura House know that you that want, you're there to support you her. Want to support really? her, and you want to listen to her podcast. So start downloading. It and would listening. mean a lot. Start downloading and listening to Laura House at Large. Listen to, she's got a back catalog of 15 rock solid yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Th- there's some great ones. Up and down the dial. I talked to Wally Langham. You have guests? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. No, okay. I have some. Uh, well, because I was starting talking about, because I teach meditation, as, mm-hmm. as you know. So, it, 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 no, I know. It's the worst. It's the worst. I train people to <laughs> hate themselves. So, I, um, yeah, so I would talk to interesting, funny people about meditation and what it does for you, but in a funny, in not the way people usually talk about right. meditation. Yeah. Let's just take it. It's like, why are you talking normal? And then now, yeah. meditation. I think so, I want to get a sandwich, but then I want to. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, so I have some of those and then interviewing other people. I don't know. I feel like it'll find its thing, but I just call it at large now because it's, I'm a little all over the place with it, but so it's not um, specifically meditation themed. It's not, but that's but comedy and meditation are my thing, so it mm-hmm. it'll it'll be in there. 
God. It's meant to make you feel good. It's meant to help and make you feel good. But I, you know, talk to people at different things. I'm a little obsessed with happiness. So that tends to work Ugh, its way. At, gross. I know, it's the worst. <laughs> happiness is so stupid. Give me yeah. discipline any day. Yeah. Welcome to the dollhouse was what? better. <laughs> mm, those are movies. <laughs> See, this is a love triangle. Who? Oh, there's Chris. And then there's Gramp. See? If... A girl version of this podcast is like, oh, who do I choose? And you guys are like, I, that did not need to be there at all. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but it made it way better for me. Both of you are devoted. Well, let me just say you're a great meditation teacher. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, so yes, Laura House at Large. And then I've been the sidekick on Tef Rafferty's, which I also recommend people checking out. Hers is called Regrets Only, and Tess Rafferty is super oh, we gotta get her funny on the show. and smart. Yeah, have her I on. She seen... lives in the neighborhood. Oh. And um, yeah, but that's really good. We have a great one with Retta, and uh, we have one with Beth Littleford, and oh, a lot great. of good, yeah. yeah, just talking to people about shit they regret, and then I heal them. Yes. With my... I'm in. Listen, okay, good. Done. Guys, start downloading, start giving positive reviews to this show <laughs> on Thank iTunes. you. So we want to thank you guys too. We've got uh, we're coming up on the Christmas season. You guys have really been supporting the store. We're adding a bunch of um, new products. We've got a ton of thrilling adventure hour merchandise. We've got a bunch of gift packs. We'll be having shirts up soon. And a lot of people were emailing and saying, "Look, I already bought the DVD, but I still want these extras." We created a special um, gift pack that's just the thrilling adventure hour extras if you already have the dvd so you could get that too we have um all the dana gould stuff there's a bunch of stuff we have right now the other thing we have that with thrilling adventure hour that's separate is we have signed posters that the virtues players have signed um after shows so we've got a lot of good stuff coming up and i think you know what's christmas coupon season code. why don't we give you guys a coupon code oh a holiday work it yep Type in holiday work it, ten percent off anything you anything buy. Anything in the store. From now for the next couple two weeks, maybe. Yeah, until uh what do you want to say? The eighteenth? Sure. Cause the you know, we could probably ship out till about the twenty first. The twenty first the is, is the last day. Now this is just for the states. Yes. This is the last day we can ship so it'll get there by Christmas Eve. Right. So that's the priority mail cutoff. Yeah. So order by the twentieth. Yes, just to be safe. Don't be dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we'll make the coupon code go to the 20th. Why happy don't we do that? January 5th. Yeah, coupon yeah. code goes to the 20th. <laughs> Merry January 5th, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, I was a dick. I didn't order this soon enough. <laughs> don't be the guy who just puts a piece of paper in somebody's stocking going, it's it's coming in the mail. Yeah. If you're going to order I owe you. I got it, you something. If you're doing internationally, you probably should order this pretty soon. Like today. Like now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but domestically, in the in the uh, 50 United States, we can we can ship. Order by the 20th. Coupon code will go until December 20th. Holiday work it is the coupon code. Yes. Uh, I will be in uh, Beijing, China at the Beijing Bookworm um, this Thursday, December 3rd. And then at Kung Fu Comedy in Shanghai, December 4th and 5th. So fun. So fun. Flying so around great. the world, telling jokes and doing podcasts. Um, so, yeah. Anything else? Oh. oh, no, wait. We got a special L.A. show oh, you wanted to mention? L.A. show. Mm-hmm. We, are, we can't put this on the website, but we are showing the Star Wars holiday TV special. Why can't we put it on the website? Because oh, uh, they'll find us since we're not allowed to show it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so, And not for legal reasons. Because no one ever wants to. No, one, no yeah. Well, yeah. George Lucas said he was going to find every yeah, copy yeah. and smash it with a hammer. Oh wow! Um, so it is. It's December twentieth. 
at the at the Hollywood Improv on Melrose in the little lab room. They've opened up this new lab room, which is really cool. It seats oh, about fun. 40, 50 people. So we're going to be giving commentary to the... It'll be Chris and I, and we're going to try to get a special guest. Uh, so that's Sunday night, December 20th at 8.30. If It's on my website. We'll put it on our website, but it says something... But in code. Yeah, yeah it says code. like, Comedy Film Nerds Film Night, Holiday Star Wars Time, or something <laughs> right, like that. Yeah. So it's it's very vague. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what we'll be doing. But that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. So we have the Star Wars... And then Wars. we'll show Asylum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we'll show a clip of it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll be a... We're going to show the Hollywood... The, the, the Star Wars Holiday Special that came out in 1978 on TV. It's unbelievable. Um, if you have never seen it or haven't seen it in a long time, come to the Improv December 20th. It's at the Improv. So you go to improv.com. It's on their website. I put it on grahamelwood.com, and we'll have it on our website soon. It's something to see once. While we make fun of it. Yes. (laughs) So that's our LA show. Fun. Uh, All right, guys. Now, just to be clear, though, is the Star Wars special, is it canon or non-canon? What do you mean? Like, is it part of the official Star Wars universe? Oh, that's the thing. I think no. I think it's it's, it's got like Wookiee d- dancing or yeah, something. Yeah. I host, seen... host a discussion after. Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then let people watch it and then have a little like a like a theater talkback. Because mm-hmm. have a little talkback so you, everybody there can determine is it canon or, or not Let's canon. Do that because it'll be that's the fun. Sunday of the weekend that it, the new one just opened. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's the perfect. It'll be fun to hear arguments from both sides. I say canon because, well, they can't be. What the dancing Wookiees make it not canon. <laughs> well, the All video right. was. Good discussion. We'll save it for the 20th. And then we will see you in Melbourne. Yes. Bun. Melbourne. Bun. Those of you that already have your tickets. Melbourne. Mel- it sounds like Melbourne to okay, us. We'll see you in Melbourne. <laughs> see you in Melbourne uh, with Steel Saunders and uh, CJ Johnson and Dean Haglund are coming. Oh, it's going to be great. Fun. Uh, all right, you guys. Oh, this is a ninety-minute episode. Whoa. Sorry, super sized. <laughs> Way to Chatty go, chatty lady. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wouldn't shut up about which boy to pick. Is <laughs> 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 she going to see Gail? All right, listen to Laura House podcast. Yes, and uh, she'll talk about how the guy who lives outdoors and always hunts has the betterly groomed hair. Yeah, he's always his hair's a little bit better. Yeah, than the baker. Baker always seems a little more disheveled, even though he's inside all the time. Oh, that is Someone's wrong. Got some good outdoor yeah. hair gel. Mm-hmm. Some good hunting gel. Yeah, <laughs> you guys really got into these dudes' hair. Oh yeah. I was all right, it'll be a special episode coming yeah. up. Yeah, special you know, hair up. It's IMAX. <laughs> that hair was an IMAX. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that. <laughs> all right you weirdos thanks for listening we'll see you in australia and we'll see you at the improv december 20th in hollywood california my name is graham l and i'm chris mancini and as always remember pick gale first (laughs) holiday work it (laughs) 